0: i'm jay wesley lindley hosting HoChatown with shiloh brock martin please introduce yourself sir
1: i am don cook i am a forest ranger three for oklahoma forestry services and uh, i'm the project lead for the HoChatown wildland urban interface preparedness and mitigation project oh wait a minute that's a lot of words shiloh Hold <laughs> surely
2: on. that turns into an acronym <laughs> somewhere <laughs>
1: It's hard to remember it all sometimes. We just call it the Hochitown Project. There okay, you know.
0: that makes sense. All right. Well, give us a, a rundown of the Hochitown Project. What exactly?
1: The Hochitown Project started out as a simple mapping project. Uh, we realized that there were m- beginning to be more and more cabins up here, and uh, it started out as just a, a way to – where the old forestry would know where those cabins were at in the event of a wildfire. Well, as it grew, as we all know, it has. And, uh, more and more concerns were identified. Then it has grown. The project has grown just like Hochitown has. Right. <laughs> you got to
2: match the intensity. Uh, right. Yeah. Double the size of cabins. You got to double the size of your project. So, well, um, <clears throat> so well, I think like I'm sure being a state entity, um, you know, we can learn a lot from maybe like the state of California with with their emergency preparedness in terms of wildland fires in that urban interface. I know uh, what was it? Uh, par- was it Paradise, mm-hmm. California Paradise. or California. Nevada? Yep. Okay, so Paradise, California. You know, obviously, Campfire. recent years we have seen. Um, you know, that, those detrimental effects, uh, like Don saying, a campfire that literally resulted in the evacuation of hundreds, if not thousands, of homes. Wow. Uh, probably, I'm just guessing, I, I haven't read anything about it in a couple of years, but I'm guessing probably north of a billion dollars oh, in, in, in damage, you know. Um, wow. uh, so, when we think about the assets, um, y- you know, in this area, I mean... We don't want to be. We don't want to be those news headlines for sure.
1: Is that a real pro- possibility at this yes. moment in time? Yes, a very real possibility. Yeah. It's. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when it happens.
0: And it seems like it's
1: getting drier. Right now,
0: we're just talking about at this moment yeah. as we're recording. It seems like it's getting drier. It is. So uh, it seems. Past couple of years have been pretty wet. Yes. So we've enjoyed that, but now we're seeing some yeah. years that possible cycle cyclical it, when it comes to dryness
2: it's, it's dries a popcorn fart out there yeah. right now uh
1: just to give you some some numbers some people really like numbers uh as of sunday uh oklahoma forestry had ran on 809 runs i believe uh a typical year that's we have about 10 to 15 percent that are what we call false runs either we get there and it's somebody burning or a passerby put the fire out, and you know, so about ten or fifteen percent. So out of that, basically seven hundred fires that the forestry has ran on this year, three hundred and twenty-seven, I believe that's the right number. We're in McCurtain County.
0: Oh wow! Wow.
1: Of that 327 in McCurtain County, I mean, I'm sorry, in the southeast area. Right. 327 in the southeast area. Of that 327, 152 of them were in McCurtain County. And uh, see off the top of my head, since the first of the year, there have been 10 in Hochatown
2: what what scale What right. scale are we usually looking at in terms of what you guys are responding to? Because there's a lot, uh, you know. There's a number of fires that get responded to that may not warrant forestry service. They may not be big enough. We know we we let some of the local uh, the, the local fire departments. They may be able to put it out with 220 gallons on a on a brush
1: truck. And, and size doesn't really matter to us as far as where we, whether we respond uh, in Hochatown. With this project and the values at risk we we would rather respond to every fire yeah uh
2: better to be there and not need you than yes need you right. at least be
1: on the right. way right uh, yeah it's uh very we 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 well like broken Bow, hocha town you know all those vfds we we really encourage them to call us and and get us on the way yep. Um, we had one fire up here it was it started out as a structure fire at four o'clock on a Saturday morning and uh, it was only an acre fire but uh, about ten million dollars worth of structures were threatened and uh, we had seven departments yeah
2: i remember this fire yeah <laughs> i believe i believe, uh,
1: believe eagletown and eagletown uh, broken bow out bell Hochatown, batiste i believe yeah. uh, they lots of folks all hands on deck all hands on deck
2: so what are uh, with this project specifically what are what are some goals in, in in terms of what what will this accomplish with what you guys are building
1: what we're working on right now is uh is is these evacuation routes i'm sure you've probably saw saw the signs pretty going signs up. very yeah. pretty signs thank you i designed <laughs> those I, <laughs> I, I, I could
2: tell i'd look right at them i thought that don did that i love it uh
1: no it we're getting those up right now basically what we did is we had to split Town in half east and west of the highway and uh I purchased the signs and and all of that. Or we purchased the signs and all of that for uh, the west side of the highway, basically. And uh, I'm I'm working on, right now on uh, getting a grant modified to purchase the signs for the what's expanded and uh, and the east side. So those will be going up hopefully before the end of the year.
2: Who's been installing those? Are you going we out? Have. I mean, you like actual forester hands it's not like subcontracting no gosh uh-huh. that's how ma- i mean if you know how many have you have right. you placed
1: uh 180 so far
2: wow it's uh you know if you're kind of wondering like wow why is this important what, why? Are, what are we talking about the the biggest thing in terms when you think of a forest fire uh, you may not be necessarily near the fire you may not be in proximity where your structure is threatened or right. the cabin you're in is threatened or something. But the immense smoke that overtakes the area makes it very hard to see. And so when you think of some of these subdivisions that are designed in, you know, somewhat cul de sacky if you will, you, right. you get a lot of dead ends, you get a lot of roads that may not exactly all come out. So, um, <clears throat> you know, just familiarize yourself if you're in the area, be, kind of understand where you are and where that sign is taking you I mean I'm up here with with my business several times a week and I've noticed them uh, in, in the last week for sure um, and y'all know there's new roads every day yeah you yes. may pass you, literally, you may drive down camp ranch one day and the next day there's a new road and so uh, this is really going to be beneficial because if you don't know if that road doesn't isn't an outlet and it doesn't dump out on another road, you may be half a mile yep. in there and have to turn around just to come back.
1: And and that's, that's the whole point of the, of the signs is, and you, you've probably noticed that there's different colors.
2: There is. Yeah. What's up with uh, that?
1: Well, for just, just for instance, um, uh, the, the Pine Hill and Lost Creek areas, uh, Camp Ranch Road Yep. and, uh, Camp Ranch Road, I designated it as a red route, uh, and all the signs match that 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 color.
2: Because Camp Ranch leads to a
1: highway. Leads to the highway. The part that goes around Lost Creek down there is is a green route, and the idea of that is if we have a fire in either of those developments, that we can move folks out the green route, for instance, and bring our firefighting resources in the red route
2: oh okay
1: to keep all the traffic
2: yeah going yeah. one direction yeah. and not yeah absolutely not
1: butting heads on some of these really wide roads oh right yeah here. some of these interstates <laughs> down here. Yes, because yes. if that happens then we have a and a whole other incident that we have to deal with yeah
2: well you know if traffic gets backed up don you just Dump me out of a helicopter and I'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. I've got my eight-inch tall uh, jumper boots ready. We Matter of fact, that. they the helicopter will leave from Chiggers. There yeah, you know. So you can burn. catch it right there, uh, and then yeah. we just then yeah. we won't have to worry. about I'll it. just smoke jump right down there and not have to worry about it. Give me a but that's light.
1: that's the the po- the point for the different colors, and uh, when I talk to somebody about the project, the first thing they they always say is fire people well you need to do an educational project you know you need to get out there and educate those folks and I, my answer is always well how do you educate a population that turns over every weekend every weekend good point point. 90 percent of the population is not yeah, here not a lot of retention weekend, not right? a lot of retention <laughs> uh
2: especially from week to week yeah yeah so uh, that, that that is that, that is presents
1: us another problem uh as as to how do we let folks know when an evacuation is needs to take place and and there's been a lot of of thought and a lot of discussion and a lot of cussing and
2: <laughs> cussing uh, and discussing
1: figuring out and uh, really it all boils down to we're just about going to have to go door to door
0: definitely yeah. get it in your local media Yes, yeah. absolutely, yes. and this that, I think the podcast is a great great way to get it out to certain folks for sure. It, yeah. It,
2: so it, in I mean it, basically in the event of a sure surefire evacuation, there is no storm siren. None. There there is no uh, weather radio wow. notification. No. It, you know
1: that's uh, that's tough. And and it phone notifications are like an like an amber alert or an emergency notification on on your phone. When I go on vacation, I turn my phone off. Yeah, and I'm sure most people do. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, to to make sure we get everybody out, it's it's basically going to have to boil down to door to door. Yeah. Wow. And that, which is
2: inherently dangerous in itself, exactly. given the you know yes. certain
1: time taken to do it for sure. Yes. And and so that mandates that we have partnerships. And with law enforcement, for example, park rangers, Oklahoma Highway Patrol, county sheriff, Broken Bow PD. Uh,
2: tribal police.
1: Right. Tribal police, yes. Right. They're expanding. They're, yes. they're probably yes. going to double
2: their force in the next few years.
1: So, and I've said from the very beginning, this is a we project, not a me project. And it's going to take all of us working together.
0: Speaking of, uh, if somebody's listening that's just maybe a cabin owner or somebody that is uh, taking care of a cabin, is, uh, obviously some of that stuff is, is common knowledge, but is there something that can be done just individually to help with fire danger?
1: Yes. Uh, I spent most of the day today on the phone and emails. And as in that we project mode, the, the cabin owners – or the management companies or we're going to have to have their help in making their structures more defensible. The whole, the goal is to have your, your structure. where we don't have to have a firefighter there where it's going to survive a wildfire without us, the firefighters doing anything. Right. That's, that's the goal. And it's going to be really important in ho town because, there is practically no safety zones for firefighters in the subdivisions. Uh, so we need to, to get those cabins as, as structurally sound and as fire resistant as we possibly can. And now, what, I'm, what, what we're doing is we, we've planned a couple of meetings. We had one uh, right before Memorial Day and it was really short notice. And uh, we've got another one planned for after Labor Day, kind of get out of that most busy time. But what we, what I spent the day today on most of it is is trying to put together uh, some videos, like YouTube videos, may not be YouTube videos, but something similar to that, where we can take folks through the steps to make their property more fire resistant.
2: Oh yeah, what are some of those steps?
1: Oh, there's about there's several. A lot
2: of them. Of them. I, I've not. I mean, They're, I've personally noticed the you know clearing the combustible material uh, right. away. You know, you see you like do pine needles. You and yeah, things you that see nature, a yeah. lot of gravel brought in and, right. and kind of a zone around there. I know that being the cabin look, we're not going to get that non combustible building. Material that that you know we see in the commercial space, but um, you know, or th- what what's what are some other just off your head that you would okay. like to see?
1: And 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 Hochitown has, as a whole, has done a lot better job in I'll call it firescaping their their structures. Um, it's like landscaping, right? Right. Firescaping. Firescaping. But, yeah. Yes. It, people think that it's big flames that burn structures, and it's not really if you can keep those big flames from actually touching that structure that structure survivability goes way up what burns most structures are the little things fire firebrands and embers landing on something combustible near that structure and igniting it
0: like a cloth chair or something
1: seat cushions yeah are a big yeah one. uh you know, lawn furniture and, and deck right. furniture with, with combustible cushions. Those embers landing on that and igniting that, then that lets the flame touch the structure and burns the structure. So if, if we could get folks to do those little things and and what I'm talking about is spending a couple of hours on a weekend and being able to do it. Right. Not not any big heavy Maintenance-wise things, for the most, <clears throat> for the most part, but but just the little things and things like cleaning the, the needles off your roof, cleaning them out of your gutters, you know, blow uh, either raking or blowing those needles back away from your foundation. Not using pine bark as a mulch in your flower beds. <laughs> uh, just just little things little upkeep things that really are pretty simple to do.
0: And you would think they would want to do it anyway, because this is an investment. It, and it's, it's you know. not,
1: I don't think it's a want to, I think it's more of a not understanding yeah. and not going gotcha. to. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, Cause most people,
0: if they know what's better for them, they'll do it Yeah. in many cases. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and then on, as you get out away from the, from the structure, um, there's three zones that, that we call the home ignition zones. And that first zone is, is that first five or six feet around the foundation. And uh, <clears throat> if you think about it, in a yard setting, if a fire does burn in that yard, the flame links are probably about four or five feet. So if you can kind of li- li- severely limit that com- anything combustible, in that first six feet from your foundation, you cut down on the flames touching the structure. Right, and then the next zone is out to about thirty feet, and it doesn't have to be a desert. You can have trees, you can have grass, you can have shrubs. Just keep do take out those ladder fuels. We call them ladder fuels. Those fuels that'll let the fire go from the ground up into the canopies. Hmm we can fight fire on the ground we can handle fire on the ground but once it gets above our heads there's not a hell of a lot we can do with it right and then the third zone is that out to about a hundred feet and uh and that's where you want to make sure that if a fire does get up in the canopies they can't go from one canopy to the next just kind of break those up a little bit and and the forestry we're working on some ways to help folks with that you know way the the big problem is well what do i do with all this stuff you know and we are begin we're starting a uh a hazardous fuels mitigation group where we can go around and we can chip that for you or if you can set it out close to the road we can come by and pick it up and take care of it for right. you and and that's all down the road but but that's that's things that are that are coming nice
0: mr fireman
2: Man, I don't get to work with Don a lot, That's you know. I don't get a, I don't get out on the big. I've been out on one where we did some pretty cool. Uh, it was down Craig Road, mm-hmm. probably two a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. We and I I didn't even get out. I wasn't even out there on the wildland part of it. We got called out for structure protection, but I think we ended up dumping some planes on it and uh, even a hotshot group out of Arkansas came in which is cool so if you don't know what I'm talking about first of all if you've seen only the brave those are hot shots they're very cool uh, so when you get to see them in that's like that's like when the soldiers march in you know you're like oh my gosh they're so cool <laughs> there's the hot shots. and then you get to hear you get to hear Don on the radio because Don's usually in charge gotcha he's, he's unfortunate he's <laughs> pretty <laughs> modest but uh <laughs> when when it goes south Don Don ain't just a worker bee. he's a he's up at the command people post. asking him questions yeah he's, gotcha. he's calling the shots so, <laughs> uh, you know all the stuff he's talking about tonight he he might know a little about it uh. a little or too yeah. i hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh you know like you said it's not so much that people are negligently ignoring um fire prevention and and stuff it's a matter of just not understanding and not knowing and uh i think being on here is a is one good way to get the message out. I think, uh, I think there are many, uh, many, many ways to use media in this day and age It's one of the coolest things about living in today's right. age. Um, you know, you, Oklahoma forestry, you know, has the means to develop a series of YouTube videos that then maybe each management company just, uh, post the link or something, uh, somewhere in the cabin, um, or, wherever or sends it out to their owners you know a lot of these a lot of these I don't know the percentages but a lot of these cabins are mass managed by larger companies so right. You know, we get the information to the management companies. The management companies get the information to the owners or even take care of it and just settle up with the owners uh, should, in that aspect.
0: Should there be like a little mini booklet or something that every cabin has for the people that come in? It's like you should read. The, one of the steps of, of uh, being in this cabin this week is you need to read the fire safety rules or something.
1: Yeah, and and that's one of the things that kind of goes with this evac route. Uh, we're, we're working on getting... Like to use that Pine Hill and Lost Creek down there as a as a for instance print a ma- print that map with those evac routes marked on them and the color of, on the map is the same color that's on the sign right. so if if they get the notice that they need to evacuate out the green route and they're in Pine Hill they can see that well if I get on this road I can go around and hit the green route and go out to the highway but all signs point out on the evac route yep. they all point to the highway gotcha um, just
2: follow if you can if at the if, bare minimum
1: if you can follow the arrows if nothing else fails follow the arrows yeah. that'll take you to the highway
2: i almost of course i didn't live in this generation uh don might have i don't even know if he's old enough but I it, it, we're almost yeah, in <laughs> part of the part of us is kind of um there's so many benefits to technology, but one thing, you know, like back in the day, you only had three radio stations, and if the president was talking, he all was three, on oh, all three. Exactly. You couldn't escape the <laughs> right. breaking news. True. Now, there's so many media outlets, so many different devices that you may push, like you said, you may push an Amber Alert-style alert out, yep. but there's a certain percentage of the demographic that won't get it. You may push a radio announcement out, but there's a certain percentage. Yep. Absolutely. They're not listening to that. Absolutely. So um, and in, in some ways we've regressed. I miss the radio.
1: Yeah. No. And you talked about the campfire in, in California a few years ago. The, the fire that really kicked the Hocha town project into gear was the chimney tops fire in, in Gatlinburg in 2016. Okay.
2: I don't, I haven't heard of this one.
1: Yep. That, uh, Thanksgiving of, of 2016, uh, a fire came off of of uh, the Park Service. It was in a really remote, or not all that remote, but in a really rough area. Really hard to do anything with it. Really rocky. Really steep. Similar
2: and, to what we made.
1: Uh, and, and you know, they there really wasn't a whole lot they could do with it. They they used air resources on it, and and when it they had a big weather event happen. And it blew off the mountain into Gatlinburg and into Pigeon Forge, and it was a billion dollars worth.
2: And they are similar in, in terms of short-term rental invest or not As vacation us, yeah. areas. I mean that that's kind of very I'm very not, similar. Not that we're modeled after it, but we're in the same business, right? right.
1: Yes, and uh, 14 people lost their lives. Some visitors, some residents. Were these
2: people unable to evacuate?
1: Yeah, and and that's what I, that's what I don't want to have to have yeah. in Ocetown. Yeah,
2: and that's Tennessee. So, um, you know, typically with, with incidents um, like that, I, you know, NIOSH comes to my mind. NIOSH is always doing after incident reports on things. But is that uh, has there been any publications out that have? uh Maybe rendered some suggestions that that are helpful to us, or is it still jury still out on on those
1: Yes uh Hochatown is similar to what Gatlinburg and Pigeon forge as far as as it's a rental area and and kind of a cabin getaway type area, but Hochatown's its own individual place. Yeah. Our fuels are way different than what was there, really at Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. Gotcha.
2: What uh, what kind of notification um did they have at that, for that particular incident, if you know?
1: For definite sure, I don't know. Okay. I did talk with a guy that was there. The next year, he was on my task force in uh, in western Oklahoma. And I spent about six hours grilling him and picking his brain. <laughs> and uh, they did have an have a emergency notification. And uh, it, they they put two out, I think, and tried to put a third one out. And the infrastructure for it was gone. It was yeah. burned. Um, and it, it worked some but it didn't get didn't reach everybody.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: There again, you know, I go on vacation, I hit the off button, you know. Yeah. So
2: Yeah, it's a, it's that's short of mean, a tornado
0: siren though. There's really nothing that's just going to be all encompassing like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It seems
2: to, you know, it seems like ex- you 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 would need a multitude. Uh, almost like Yeah. It like I I kind of think, you know, in the in the fire service, uh, you know, being a, a volunteer fireman and now a career fireman, uh, you know, we we have emergency notifications every day. We have radios that have a, you know, uh, we call it a tone out or a page out. And yeah. it's uh, very abrupt and very obvious that uh, you now have a job to do yeah. uh, very fast. And so, you know, you think I, you know, my mind goes to, well, uh, you know, along with, Amber alerts and certain emergency uh, bulletins. If if every cabin had some sort of, you know, like a like a weather radio that we would be able to push a emergency broadcast out. You know that true seems like true. it could be helpful, but uh, it it won't be a one stop like a shop. NOAA weather radio yeah.
1: or something. Yeah, it's it's redundancy, redundancy, redundancy. You got to have multiple ways to get that message out yeah and then you st- even at that you still don't know until somebody actually goes to that door and knows there's nobody there
2: yeah yeah
1: that's true i mean and it, you, get, you
0: think about it i mean the people that don't consume media at all those are the ones that you're talking about because whether they were consuming well, they it all smart. on vacation or not, you know what I'm saying, they, they consume. that Even if you're on vacation and you got your phone on, you're going to scroll Twitter while you're drinking your yeah. coffee or whatever you do to look yeah. at the daily news or whatever. So, But, yeah, you're right. You're just never going to be able to reach everybody. No,
1: I, I don't see any way to reach everybody.
0: If you have an idea, let us know. No. Yeah, drop speaking in the comments. of, yeah, speaking of, uh, if somebody has a question for you, is there like a, a contact information that you yes, would give out? Yes,
1: uh, probably the easiest way would be to call our, our office at five eight zero five eight four three three five one. That's the Oklahoma Forestry Services office in Broken Bow. Uh, just leave your name and number, and and that you need me to get back with you and i'll i'll call you back
0: you mentioned possible education services coming up for the people so you know maybe get in touch with you uh, that if people show you that there's a a big demand or a big request for those types of things that may go higher on the list of yep.
1: nece- necessities definitely gotcha uh if if emails your thing don.cook at ag.ok.gov and uh, that sounds official when it I'll get back got with to all you. those dots,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah when, it, when it ends in I'm, dot go exactly, ooh, yeah. yeah. He, he not, he's, he's
1: big time. he's big time. I'm not very official.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, my email used to be uh, okprisons.gov, you know, inmate number yeah, 762. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you who they need. Whoever runs the Twitter page for the o- Oklahoma Department of Wildlife, oh, yeah. they just need to contract that person to put out some social media stuff. Absolutely. Because if you haven't been on Twitter and seen the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife uh, it, it started it with
0: is, the danger kitties and has and grown it, from oh there. Oh, my wow. gosh.
2: Whoever she is, she don't miss. And yes. I'm not being sexist. I know for a fact it's a girl because, because JD we were told, told yes. us. <laughs> he said, I won't tell you who it is, <laughs> right. but I got her from, exactly. I think, what did you say? The somebody. Thunder? Yeah. Got her from the Thunder Somewhere or something. Around there, yeah. uh, and she don't miss, people. She don't miss. I love it. Uh, I love it. So, anyways, hey, uh, Twitter girl, if you're listening <laughs> – Department of Ag needs your help. We're going to have to go. pull off it. of wildlife.
0: Anything else? Did we cover everything tonight? I you think paint? so. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Maybe when some of these things are implemented or something, we can possibly have you on for another short segment and you talk bet. about oh, any updates coming you up. Bet. I love it. Thank you so much for coming Thank in. Thank you. I'm Jay Wesley Lindley hosting ho Town with Shiloh Brock Martin. Peace. Laura Lindley, attorney at law on the square downtown Dequeen, specializing in child custody cases. Divorce, probates, wills, deeds, guardianship, and estate planning. Laura Lindley is licensed to practice law in Arkansas and Oklahoma. For an appointment, call 870-642-4462. That's 642-4462. Hablamos Español. Laura Lindley, attorney at law on the square in downtown Dequeen. Keller Williams is a sponsor of Hosting Hochatown. We love it. Tell us a little bit about the office and how people can get in touch with you. Let's say they listen to this podcast and they are interested in investing or more.
1: So we're located in the heart of Hochatown, north from Broken Bow, about 11 miles on the west side of Highway 259 in a strip mall. Our location is 8885 Highway 259. Our phone number is, uh, office phone number is 580-494-3466, but you can find all of us on Google. We have our personal websites, and we're ready to rock and roll. Our office hours are as long as we need to go.
0: <laughs> I love that. And open when you need them.
2: Yes. I love it. You'll K- see
1: some hours on Google when you check our business, but we're really available most of the time.